0: to end his nine spaces this is the post game show fresh off a of pirates raising the jolly roger they defeat the cubs 4 to 3 once again <laughs> off to a great start down by three runs and they come back and win it is that like the recipe of success do the pirates just have to go down by three runs to win i mean we've literally talked about how like
1: every single win has gone so far <laughs> and it's it, it, it this followed it. it followed it to a T. Starter goes three or four innings. You bring in someone to pitch multiple innings. He shuts the door. Then the rest of the bullpen comes in and uh, and gets the job done. That's just that's exactly what happened today.
2: Yeah, essentially, in order for the Pirates to win, they just need their starter to not get rocked and get him to the bullpen. Right now, at least.
0: That's it. I mean, so what? This is the, I put out there, this is the third start Bryce Wilson made. In the first inning of uh, all the starts, you can accumulated like five earned runs. just gets rocked. That's like the MO of every, I mean, geez. I mean, our starters, we know there's not, there's not such great performances out there right now, but it's like everyone even gets rocked the first inning and they come and they settle down. I mean, Bryce Wilson, you know, it wasn't like he pitched, Oh, he pitched pretty bad. But I mean, you know, again, he, he settled down. I'm like he gave up the he plan, never really settled it, down. They just took him to the game. It, yeah, I mean, it's it's the, the game didn't get away, though, which is kind of like how it's been, right? The first inning is terrible, but never gets away. And then either Will Crow comes in or Peters or Contreras until today, you know, and, and they come back. It's just like you said, it's the MO. It's, it's crazy how consistent this is, though.
2: I mean, basically Bryce Wilson dances through raindrops for three innings and then Will Crow comes in and just absolutely freaking dominates, which has pretty much been the MO of the entire season. Will Crow comes in and dominates after a subpar start from whoever came in before, whoever started the game before.
1: He looked really good today, too. (laughs) I mean... I think uh, you know his first few times out obviously looked great. Last time out, he you could tell that like he didn't, his stuff wasn't as good last time out as it was before, but he still got the job done. But like today, wow. he just looked absolutely unhittable. Um, five strikeouts in his two and a third innings, just remarkable what he's done. Like I don't really know how much more we can talk about how good he has looked out of the bullpen he's a completely different pitcher and i mean you're you're like really big on non uh you know like on on pitchers obviously tyler but like his changeup is is basically it's a it is a lethal weapon against lefties i even saw him using against a righty today and i was like oh look at that um (laughs) it's it's just incredible what he's doing out there yeah and 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 it's I'm not noticing
3: anything
2: that different with his stuff. Exactly. It's just just like he's just a different guy. Like, if you look at his stuff on the changeup, it's not different from last year. He's just, like, movement wise, if you look at the numbers, it's not really any different. He's just commanding it better. He's using it in better counts. And, like, it's playing off of everything. And also, it helps when you're throwing, you know, 96 to 97 rather than. 91, 92. <laughs> hey, so yes, that changeup is going to yes, work out yes. a lot better.
0: And so this is part of it. I'm not, I'm not, it's not like he's hitting a hundred, right? But again, going back to the whole Mitch Keller thing, like this whole offseason, cool. It's nice seeing him hit that velocity. But you see a lot of the similarities of the old Mitch Keller, where the difference of Will Crow is, yeah, he's pumped up the velocity now. Of course, being in the bullpen helps, whatever. But you're seeing a much different Will Crow. And I can't. I can't talk enough about this part too. Like you're talking about the pitching side, but just, just his body language. I mean, my God, the freaking case struts he's got going on, (laughs) like his composure and how he looks on the mound today. He is going to eat you alive. Walk up to that plate. And I dare you to hit this ball. Like that's what you see out of Will Crow right now. And you don't, and you've never seen out of Mitch Keller. And I'm not saying like that's the only thing he needs to fix, Mitch Keller, whatever, and that's the only thing attributed to Will Crow right now. But like the mentality you see from Will Crow right now is he is the best pitcher alive. And I dare you that this is – I don't care who you are, right? Even going back to Juan Soto. He wasn't afraid of Juan
2: Soto. He struck him out. So I just looked, just for shits and gigs, at before tonight, Wil Crow's numbers with the slider and changeup this year. Opponents are batting zero against each of them, <laughs> <laughs> and he's thrown before tonight. Fifty-four sliders, forty-seven changeups. The four seam's only been used thirty-five times before tonight. He pretty much eliminated the sinker, um, not eliminated, but you know he's not throwing it like he did. Curveball is almost the same usage, but he's turned into kind of a slider changeup guy with the four seam just being that third pitch rather than you know. What we saw last year was that up and down velocity. Now it's his third pitch, but he's playing off it so well. Yeah, but well, you're you're seeing just a steady diet of low and away
1: change ups to lefties coupled with uh high forcing and fastballs to lefties. So you've got those two like he he's using those against lefties, the slider he's using against righties. Um <laughs> it's just it's just inc- I mean, the command. I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Like the command, right? Like you can't, you can't throw changeup after changeup after changeup to lefties, unless you're going to have the command with it. And he is showing the command with it up to up to this point, and he is just absolutely dominating
2: everyone, everyone he faces. Doesn't have a shot. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what a bat it was. I think it was a uh, Suzuki earlier. Crow threw two sliders to him away, didn't swing. And credit to Perez, he just sat his ass right back there. Didn't get a swing and miss on it, but just the ability to have the confidence to go do it three times in a row.
0: Yeah. And much like what you guys are saying too, I mean, we're talking about the velocity, right? I mean, like the difference in speed, like the changeup is still – See, about 85 miles an hour, but now that fastball comes in, right? Like you're saying, the city does some change up inside and slider stuff. Then he throws that fastball, that's coming at you now. I mean, he's, he's getting average 95 miles an hour, opposed to like last year at 93. So, like, he just, uh, I, don't, I don't know. And- Jim, you said, I don't know how much we can talk about him, but I feel like we <laughs> can just continue talking about because there also isn't that much. Yeah. Oh, I mean, actually, I guess, I mean, the bullpen in itself has been pretty damn solid. It's been good.
2: Yeah. And credit but, like credit, to the Penn, too, to credit to Shelton too, because he's credit to Shelton because he's actually done a very good job of managing it so far.
0: Yeah. Bednar once again comes in, pitches an inning and a third, pretty crucial spot, not the typical closure spot, and of course he just dominates as well. God, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the,
1: the, you can you can see that. Uh, I, I'm and I tweeted that earlier like I'm loving this bullpen usage with the DH because like you you don't have to worry about pulling pitchers just like when they finish an inning you can let them go you know across multiple innings you don't have to worry about double switches you don't have to take out you don't have to take out your your cleanup hitter in a one run game at late late in the game you can just kind of throw your pitchers out there whoever is the best person for that particular situation is who you're gonna pitch um, and and Sheldon up to this point, yeah, has, has made those right calls. Like he's bringing Bednar in in high leverage situations with men on base late in games. Um, you know, we saw him do this. I believe it was the last win of the National Series, I think. Um, did this kind yeah. of exact same thing, right? Uh, and again, today paid off. He brought Bednar in against Suzuki with a runner on third. That was the tying runner on third base. Uh, got it done. Got it done. And then, like I said, we always talk, like, I, I always want to kind of look at that, like, win probability added, right? So David Bednar added 22% to the Pirates' win probability today just because of, like, when they used him. So kudos to Shelton for turning to his best pitcher um, in the biggest part of the
2: game. Yeah, also with that, it's not trusting the results we've seen from Hembriers to this point because coming into the day, you know, one strike out the four walks, he, the ERA is there. He hasn't been that great though. So, you know, we've seen in the past where managers were, would just ride it out with him, try to eat the whole inning. Sheldon went out there and actually went after a win a little bit, which we do not see very often with him.
1: Yeah, no, he managed this one perfectly. I mean, I, I, I think just perfect bullpen execution, um, perfect, perfect pulling of the strings. Talking about Hembry, yeah, he – I still don't know what to think about him. Going into the year, I I wasn't very high on him just based off of his numbers, but I still haven't seen anything to, like, make me change my mind that makes me think he's a good pitcher. Today Mm -hmm. he was kind of all over the place. Command was – he settled down and got a couple outs. But, yeah, I would prefer someone not – Throw two balls to the backstop against the leadoff yeah. hitter in the eighth inning in a one-run game, you know, um, or the seventh inning. <laughs> but
0: yeah, it,
2: you sleepy, Denardo?
0: Uh, no, I'm just reliving that.
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, weird. I, <laughs> I can't like, see what you. What you doing? Yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, no,
1: I said I, I agree. Like he could have kept Hembery in there to face Suzuki. Like he didn't have to go to
2: Bednar there, but he did, and it was the right move. Yeah, Hembery's. Like, result, like I said, result-wise, it's there. But everything's shaky right now, which is, I think, why you, I think you're correct that nothing has shown that he's a good reliever.
0: hmm Yeah, like, I'm with it. I don't trust him. Like, right now, I have full trust in Wilkrow. He's Dylan Peters, right? I don't trust Henry, but he has had success so far. And he's been part of the reason that the Pirates have had success so far, and a little bit he's been there. But you're absolutely right. Um, and like just going back to David Benardo though, once again, like just how fantastic he like, He threw 15 pitches, got seven swings, five whiffs. I mean, he was just untouchable. He, <laughs> and you don't want to talk about a, a high dosage of you know the four seamer, and, and again, no one could no one could touch it.
2: Yeah, and he gets run on that fastball. When that thing comes high and inside, he makes you look absolutely stupid.
0: So, like, yeah, especially
1: to, against, especially against righty. Sh- yeah. If you're, if you're a righty and he's, he's throwing that thing and he's, and he is hitting his spots like that at bat to Contreras. I mean, dude, he just had no shot at making contact with that pitch. It wasn't going to happen.
0: Right. I was gonna say, like back to your point about the bullpen and the stuff, like the usage, whatever. I think right, like the DH plays a part in this, obviously. I mean, there's a lot less situations and moves you have to make, you know, in that in that regard. But can we also just say, I mean, how much easier has it been for him? Not I mean, listen, we've been hard on him, and he has really played his bullpen perfect, but in the same sense, how much easier. Has it been on him to have guys like Will Crow, like Peters, like Rones in here when you can just sit back for three innings and watch them go to work and realize I don't really need to pay much attention because I don't need to make a move for three more innings. And like, again, like they've been lights out. And the second that someone has trouble, he brings in Bednar, which is the correct move. Bednar gets out of the jam, goes in the next inning clean, comes out of that, right? Then you have Stratton or whoever come in uh, to finish it off. Like It has been Pretty much flawless execution for the bullpen usage so far this year. But this bullpen's making it so much easier on him, which he's never had that before.
2: Not for long. Rowan's he gone.
0: There's no, there's no never off. Like there's no tank commanders. The bullpen was just loaded with tank commanders before. And now it's clearly so far, right? Beginning of the season so far, it is an absolute strength. Yeah. I mean, you
1: could argue with like how things have gone. Like, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about it at length here, like how they're winning ball games without those people that you just mentioned, you know, if, if Contreras doesn't come up here because Underwood gets hurt, if, if you know, and then add in Will Crow and Dylan Peters, if those three people aren't around, how many wins does this team have? So it's if- because like those, those guys have been huge in every really every win the pirates have had this year. Because they're coming in in the fourth, the fifth inning, and they're shutting down the opponent for two to three innings at a time, which is allowing the Pirates' offense then to kind of get in gear, come back. Because then what happens, too, is, you know, once, especially this early in the year, none of these teams' starting pitchers are going deep in ball ballgames. Unless, you know, we're playing Milwaukee, and they're just mowing us down with who they had. But none of these guys are going deep. So the Pirates are getting into the middle part of other teams' bullpens in the in the fourth and the fifth and the sixth innings and typically that part of the bullpen is where your worst pitchers reside right so the the pirates kind of using that that middle to long relief as a strength and shutting opponents down in those middle innings whereas the pirates get to tee off on the other team's guys uh who are their worst pitchers it's it's how they've won every game up to this point
2: so i don't know that another statement of how easy it is for Shelton is completely fair. I mean, yeah, at this point, it looks easy when you can go to a Will Crow and a Bednar and a Stratton and a Ronzi at that point. But Will Crow sucked last year. They put a lot of work into him. Bednar was an unknown commodity. Stratton, a Huntington project, but you know he came along as a reliever. So under Shelton, these guys actually have developed. So I will give him credit there. Especially for Crow, because a lot of crap has gone into getting that Velo up and getting him to the point where he looks like he does now.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's true. I'm like, knocking, not knocking that. I'm just saying, as far as like having to manage his pen, when you actually have pieces that are useful and are good, right? It makes it a lot easier than when you have a lot of trash you're probably always going to look bad. (laughs) It's it's, it's, it's a loose, loose situation. Now he has actual commodities at his disposal. And again, I'm just saying like, it makes it look easier, right? Will Crow can go out there for three innings and pitch scoreless for you. Right. When Dylan Peters go out there and not give up a hit for you.
2: No, you're right. He's he's not, he's not tossing Dwayne Underwood out there three innings a night because he has nothing else.
0: Right. Right, and then wonder like, do I keep him in here, or do I bring in Ovieto. Oh God, that's, that's, the names completely escape me. Uh, who, who was the no, the guy that went to Detroit? Who was the original tank commander? Miguel Del, Del, Del Pozo. Pozo. Yeah, Del Pozo. Right. It's not like do I do I keep one in here, or you know, do I God bring in Del Pozo now? So you know, he he can actually go to useful pieces. Yeah,
2: and we've trashed him to death, but. Credit to him, he's done something correctly so far. He still can't fill up a lineup card to save his life, but he can. Except, he's managed the bullpen well so far. The leadoff
1: position, he is nailing it, nailing it.
2: I mean, Jim, it's only been like nine games, but in
0: those Fun. nine games, he is nailing it. <laughs> He really Bogabok, man. I mean, absolutely having an excellent start to his Pirates tenure.
1: Yeah. I mean, he got on base two more times today. The two run homer to get things started uh on the scoreboard. I mean, he's <laughs> he's been great. He's been three sixteen, he's got a three ninety five on base percentage, he's slugging like five seventy nine. Like he's he's literally everything that you would hope that he would be. And then the fact that he's batting leadoff just Makes me laugh, and I think it's fun, and
2: he's so I like it. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> the guy can't even put a full swing on the ball. He's so fat. I love it. I
0: love it so much. He's so Just like, he... the fact that he is the leadoff hitter, like he, you know, he's the. And this is what I get it. Uh, leadoff hitter is. Yeah, he's and fat. There he is, and he's and he's doing it, and he's doing it well. Shout out to LL Cool J. Like, I remember but
2: getting into arguments a 400 on base percentage. I, I got into arguments about John J. So batting leadoff because he wasn't the prototypical leadoff hitter. Now they're love- now they got this fat turd hitting leadoff and he's raking hate, the baseball. Hey, he's
0: killing the ball. I know it's great, but th- honestly, like for most of the Pirates existence of when they were good till now they never really had like that true typical leadoff hitter like they try to f- like fit Marte into it which really he's not he just has the speed right but you know I was a big fan. like I always felt Cervelli should have been a leadoff hitter I, we used to argue that all day long like Jay so I love that so the, the Vogelbach I, I guess just what makes it more difficult to see him is like he walks a ton now, typically, his on-base isn't this high. But also, this is a team that starves for power. So you would rather see him in the traditional, like, in the middle of the lineup. To, you know, so you can use those three home runs he has on the year now in that sense, right? RBI situations. But with this team, like, it's like, if, if he is there, like, who the hell do you have batting leadoff? Nobody. You like a Cole Tucker there. not can put Kevin Newman there, right? Like, the other best situation I guess you have is, is Hayes. But you know, then you're you're still losing RBI guys. So with him, like what he's doing right now, again, I'm not sure how long this will last. I don't foresee him playing this well all year. But he's definitely getting on base. He's walking a ton, which he has all of his career. Um, striking about the same, but the dude's just murdering the ball right now. I
1: mean, he scored nine. He scored nine runs in eleven games so far. So like, he's getting on base. He is well, crossing home plate. And that's what you want your leadoff hitter
0: to do.
2: Vogelbach's going to be perfect when they go to a designated runner. When they what? Go to a designated runner.
0: <laughs>
2: Put in Cole Tucker for him every time he gets on base. He can be the DR.
0: Is Cole Tucker still going to be on this team by then?
2: <laughs> do we have think... to? <laughs> well, he might be.
0: Man, I, uh...
1: I, I just love it. Because like, in spring training, I saw it a few times, and I was just like, I don't know if this is just a spring training thing or if like, they're actually going to do this. And I was like, the more I saw it, I was like, I like this. I was like, first off, if we're going to not be good, like let's do something completely crazy and weird and absurd. And Vogelbach batting leadoff is that thing. And I'm really happy we're doing it.
0: And it, uh, it, it brings me joy. And that's the best part about it. Like, it's not just weird and a pirate thing. You know, it's working. He's literally a catalyst. He's he's helping this team win games right now, which I, I don't know. That might be the opposite of what they're trying to do. But
2: How drunk do you think Derek Shelton and Ben Sherrington were when they were just like, that will be funny? Let's put the fat guy lead off. <laughs> and then it just became a good idea.
0: I don't know how drunk were they were, and they said let's put Ronzi back down on Triple
2: A. Hey, Oviedo got a future. <laughs>
0: uh, I know this is like not the traditional, and it's not live or post game. But do we want to get into the Ronzi talk too at some point tonight?
2: I mean, I said last week on whenever, whenever I was last on, I was talking to Connor. Said they're going to send him down the in order to quote unquote, build up the arm, but we all know what it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, the things that he needs to quote unquote, work on developmentally, right. Are magically going to, um, come to fruition. The, you know, probably the exact day that he would not rack up a full year of service time. And if it's not that day, it's going to be the day the pirates feel comfortable, uh, with him not being a super two. So, Um, it's going to be one of those two, it has nothing to do with his development right now. It's like people were like, you know, we gave him a list of things to work on, we're not going to tell you those things. The list of things to work on is just simply not accumulate service time. That's that's the only thing that uh that he's working on right now, right?
2: But it's it's so true. Oviedo's got a future, though, They, they still look at him as a major leader, okay. Right, which is why they DFA'd him. <laughs> so he's been DFA'd like 12 times and was a World 5 pick.
0: I just hate, like, you, you know my whole stance. You know what pisses me off. It's it's talking out of one side of the mouth, how our player centric, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Then the other side, we're doing everything the opposite of that. So you call up Ronzi. And again, mind you, I was not pissed off and upset. That Rose did not break camp with the Pirates like O'Neill Cruz. Right. I kind of understood the circumstances. But then he did get caught up. They've ramped him up. He he had his first outing at 1.2 innings, right? Then he's gone back to back at three innings pitched. The Pirates, and you can include, include today now. So the Pirates, out of the last 13 starts, they've only had five pitchers go longer than four innings. So I don't want to hear, one, the excuse of he needs to work on things. And like Jim said, they're just going to magically be worked out in AAA that he couldn't do it here because well, he's pretty damn effective here. So I don't know what he needs to work out on with the AAA guys that he can't do here because when you're making guys like Andrew McCutcheon look silly, I think you could probably work on that here. And then I don't want to hear people in my mentions either tell me how he needs to stretch out. And the reason he's going down there is to build up innings. Well, you can't do that here either. Like, what's going to be different for him to build up those innings? He can just he can pitch four innings in AAA, but he can't pitch four innings in, in PNC Park. I don't I don't get that. And if he does pitch four innings in PNC Park, well, then he's just he's already halfway better than half the other pitchers because half of them can't even make it the four innings. So again, tell me the excuse other than it's just to manipulate service time. You know, for every every bit about this being player centric and. You know, like, like we're uh, not going to go too deep in that, but all that crap, right? You have a guy who is pitching effectively. He is a major part of your success in the wins, right? We just mentioned Will Crow, Dylan Peters, and Rosie Contreras. They're a big part of that success. He's doing his job, and his reward is taking a bus again. What What is that? And again, like this is something that Jim's mentioned. So to piggyback that, Jim, like again, for a guy that you're probably managing your innings, if you're so worried about service time, get that two weeks into the all star break, right? And you can use that excuse. And you know what? That translates better. Hey, we're going to, you know, we're we're watching your innings. We're going to sit you down for a few weeks, you know, right? Or you shove that under the air. Like you can manipulate service time then. But at least the message is different. At least the message makes sense. Your message you're saying right now is you're pitching well. But we don't give a shit. <laughs> Go back to the minor leagues, boy.
2: I mean, he, Bryce Wilson threw 60 pitches tonight. night. Mitch Keller threw 75 the other night. Groundsy two nights ago threw almost 39. He's ramped up enough to really start here. There's and- truthfully no reason he needs to be down there.
0: And just to back up your your point you're making, because I have the numbers here, and the, the outing before was 46, and his first outing was 44.
2: He can start a game. Like, it's, it's nothing to do with that. You're going to stretch him out here. Go to a six man rotation if need be. Do something, but it's, it's all lip service. It doesn't matter. It's all stupid.
1: It's just frustrating. I mean, it's just going back to, like, The Pirates are blatantly restricting and suppressing Contreras' future earnings. And it's just, it's just disgusting. I I don't like seeing it. Like everyone can see that Ronzi Contreras is one of the better pitchers on this team. So all of these things saying that he needs to go back to AAA and work on things, like I don't know if they just, I understand you probably can't just come out and say, no, we're doing this just so he doesn't get a full year of service time. You can't actually say that in public. That's how grievances happen and you get sued and all that. But um, it's just, I know, I'm sick and tired of it just because it's like, I mean, nah, not stupid. Like, And then Mackie kind of pressed Shelton a little bit today. And Shelton just gives him the, you know, we gave him a list of things to do. I can't really tell you what that list is. But we we gave him a list of things to work on, and it's just I'm just tired of it. I don't I don't like it. I think not every team does it, right? I mean, we've, we're seeing teams not do these things now. Not every team does it, uh, and, and the Pirates just continue to do it. And they've continued. They, I mean, they've done this our entire lives with every big prospect that they've had for as long as I can remember, and uh,
2: it, it's it's disgusting. You just can't sit here and tell me that we want to continue with JT Brubaker and Bryce Wilson and whatever whatever other shit show you want to throw out there instead of Contreras. Like there's, there's just no way that any competent human being would want to do that.
0: And I'm just, again, like, thinking about his personal development, because I think what so many people lose sight of is you can still develop and it is needed to have development in the major leagues. Because when you are like the example I used out there is like when I'm in, you know, when you're in 10th grade, did you want to play against the junior high kids or did you want to play against the varsity kids? Which group got you better? Right. So, so great. You can send them to triple a and they can beat up on the junior high kids, but are you really developing? No, you need to take that step and play against better competition to still develop. Otherwise, it's just too easy, and you're not doing anything. And so like I can like translate and use a situation like Tyler Glass now, right? You could see that he had real issues. And to keep him or to put him into the minor leagues, to try to work on things that he really needed to work on made sense because he was truly getting exposed in the majors, right? But a guy like Rowansey, who just dominated all last year, and now was facing major league pitchers and doing the same. I don't look at it as if, no, you need to do this in the minors. Like a list of things that they have for him, you cannot convince me, cannot be done in the majors. And so I'm, again, why are we doing this? You I want to would- play service time? Take the all-star break off. Shut them down in the year. Do it that way. This is, this is a terrible message for the message you keep trying to spew in your whole organization.
2: I would just rather them come out and like find a way to say we just want to manage the innings and we know we can't do it at the major league level because we need all hands on deck. Something along those lines.
1: I mean, either but way, you, it's still a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know the only reason for this is service time.
0: There's no other reason.
2: I'm aware, but. But
0: that's a lie that at least 3% of the population can believe.
2: And then, at the very least, you could send him down there and actually manage his innings. Skip a start with him. Do whatever you gotta do. You could do that at the major league level. And you probably could get a grievance filed against you because they could just come out and say, well, then you should have shut him down at the end of the year, blah, 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 whatever. It's just all stupid. Just, uh, We've been through this all off season. I don't want to rehash anything. We knew it was coming. It's here. Whatever.
0: So what's the date that he magically figures it out? On what day do we say that he has completed that list? All boxes are checked.
2: What day is he no longer a Super 2 player?
0: Ethan's in here. <laughs> what
1: day is yeah, it no, well, so super, so super two deadline is going to be probably you know because he's racked up you know about two weeks now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, super two deadline is probably going to be somewhere around June twentieth, twenty second, somewhere in that area. I don't. Yeah, know somewhere in that actually, area. I don't know if they can wait that long. Um, so you may see what, about 15, 16 days from today, that's going to give you like
0: May 8th, 9th or so.
2: I mean, if,
1: if that gets them three starts, if and if this is truly the reason, right, and they're, they're using this as an excuse and their reason, that gives them like three starts in AAA, uh, and then,
2: you know, time to call them up. Let's be, if you're the Pirates, and we've seen them our whole lives, in their brains, is that three starts worth the extra four to five million they'll have to pay them in a few years? You know what their answer is.
0: See, I, I don't. That that's that's part of like where I stand and like a bit of my concerns too. Because they're still playing this game, but yet yeah, at the same time changing their ways on some things. Like again with, with Brian Reynolds. I mean they lock up Brian Hayes, which to me is like a no brainer, especially that money, you know, on their side. And they go out of their way and do things differently for Brian Reynolds. So it's like part of them are doing different things. Part of them are doing old things. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, they seem confused. <laughs> Again, yeah, no, they're full-fledged yeah. going this route, mm-hmm. right? Let's, let's change our ways and get Reynolds in here. Let's lock up Hayes. Then let's work on the extension. Oh, no, Cruz could be here. Rowansey he could be here. That's the message they've been spewing. They did that reward by calling up at the end of last year. They tried to send this message, and then they resort back to the old ways. So I don't know. They just seem very confused. And again, if he goes down
1: there, and this is the excuse they're giving us right now, and he has three starts, and he just shoves, right? And he's through three starts. His third start, he just goes out there, and he throws six scoreless innings with 10 strikeouts what else are they like they what then they have to feed you a new line right then it's like okay well why isn't he coming up now they got to come up with some new reason so like how many reasons are they going to at some point they have to they're going to run out of reasons <laughs> so no they won't uh, i i think when it comes to to pitchers i you know I'm not, i don't know if i'm that as worried as, as others with super 2 but I I really don't think the super two thing is an issue, just because the payroll also is so damn low. Like, and it it's projected to be extremely low for a while now. So the extra four million dollars, not really a big deal. Um, That that's my thought on it. So, like, if I, I'm I'm sure Ethan has an exact date, but if it's April 21st now, you know, add sixteen days because he got a day last year. So. Let's say that's what the seventh 7th of seventh or eighth of May ish. And then he's he's ready to go.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the gym one. Sure. I'm 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 with Jim though on the point of super tube, not worried about it with pitchers. Because we're looking at, you know, by the end of it all, seven years from now, Ronsey's late 20s, 28, 29. Are we really worried about that? I mean, we're, we're cool right now. I'm not buying high on dudes that are late 20s, so use them while, the, while they got bullets in the chamber. That's my mindset. I agree.
0: All right, guys, so I have official words from Ethan, which, again, if anyone is, if you're not following Ethan, hand, just do it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because you know he's, he's yelling at me in the DMs right now as we're talking about. Okay. So you know how Ethan is, right? So we got to make sure we get this information correct because I don't want to get called out. But <laughs> Ethan, love you. So Ethan says Contreras needs to be down 20 days before his days of optional assignment don't count as Major League service. So he's been down for two, so he needs 18 more. If he's recalled on May 9th, he achieves that, and he would end with 0.163 days of service. A June 26th recall means he finishes with 115 days of service, meaning he would fall below the 2.116 super two cutoff from his post from his past offseason after 2024. So he does say, "You're very close, Jim. Good job." All right, I think I was like a day off on
2: both. But things. is is that like a projected Super Two? I don't want to bore everyone, but is that going to change with all the guys that were caught up on Opening Day this year? So Super Two only
1: applies to to people with
2: yeah, I guess less right.
1: than three, right? But more than than two. So uh, I, I think I mean the Super Two deadline has been pretty consistent over time.
2: So like a period of two to three days.
0: Yeah. I just didn't know if that would
2: change with all the, uh, with everyone calling everyone up on opening day and the pirates just continuing to sit on their hands.
0: Right. So, and like he says too, like it does change, right. It's based on that, but I guess you do make a good point Tyler that a lot of other people change. So it might be more aggressive in the sense of being sooner since that's the case. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find happens, out. Like,
1: if, if you have a lot of people getting called up, like right now, right, right, <laughs> that, that would, Which that's a what lot have. have. I mean, from yeah, like day. right, right now is going to be that deadline where you you don't get that full year, right? So we saw Cleveland just call up uh, Gabriel Arias, right? We saw um, someone else just got called up too, but um, yeah. So you're walking there's, there's through you, your house. I am. Yeah, you're out of breath.
0: <laughs> well, I'm walking and talking, bro He just said <laughs> He wants you to be the new leadoff hitter, Jim <laughs> <laughs> There you go I'm the next Daniel Yeah Um,
1: You threw off my train of thought But no, as far as <laughs> As far as that goes I don't think we're going to see much of a difference In Super 2
0: Oh yeah
2: God, oh, You're so fat but, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so yeah, Rowan Z are, are we done with that for today Until
2: we want to yeah, Let's, complain let's tomorrow? Not continue our normal North Shore 9 tangents
0: Alright, so what's next on the plate? So I guess going back to the game We talked about the bullpen, which is incredible It's been a story
2: <laughs> the- Jim muted his mic
0: Because he's deep breathing
2: <laughs> He's so fat. Uh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, today's my birthday. This isn't a good way to treat me on my birthday.
0: Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's my
2: birthday it, right now. Is it your birthday for one, yet?
0: For one more minute, it's my birthday. You didn't tell us?
2: Oh. Piss off.
0: Tyler, make sure to tell us like the week ahead.
2: No. On the day of my birthday, I wish you guys a happy birthday. Then you say, it's not your birthday, and I say, oh, I thought we had the same birthdays, which forces you to say happy birthday, Tyler.
0: You're an idiot. I didn't know it was your birthday, Jim, so I guess happy birthday.
2: There you go. Thank you. Thank but you. But now um, Bernardo. I'm going to wait 30 more yeah. seconds. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so
0: back to the game.
2: Hey, Jim. We, happy belated birthday.
0: The bullpen was legit. Do we want to talk about Bryce Wilson at all? He just doesn't miss bats. He just has no command. I mean, he has some decent movement, but who knows where it's going. He walked, what, three guys in a row today? (laughs) Load the bases. Just, he's just not good. There's nothing about him that even stands out. Like, even when, like, we're talking about Will Crow last year, right? You and I, Tyler, on the Will Crow train for how long? Like, even though he was bad there were things in it that made you say maybe he could be good. And Bryce Wilson's bad. And there's nothing that makes me think he he could be good or just not even not bad. I mean, is that how you guys feel right now?
2: Yeah, he's just – he's boring to me. Like The fastball's not good enough. The breaking stuff. Flash is average, maybe above average. But command-wise, he's just – I mean, he's a swing man, fifth starter. There's nothing there that really... Is he
0: even that? Like, that's where I'm... That's where I'm at. Is he even a fifth man? Like, he's, is he a fifth man on this bad team? Like, yeah. But is, I mean, is yeah, he I guess. a fifth starter on a mediocre team?
2: I don't want to overreact to what we've seen, because he's been bad this year.
0: Well, he wasn't good last year either. No. Like, I'm not just going off of this year. Everything I've seen from Bryce Wilson so far
2: to date. No, but I, I think what you said pretty much where I'm at. He just doesn't miss any bats. He doesn't induce soft contact. He's, he's just a guy that you kind of hope will eat some innings on a bad team. Well, I think that's the
1: issue right there you mentioned. He doesn't miss bats. The strikeouts just are non-existent, really, in his major league career. Uh, career 6.26 K through K per nine. And it's been less than that each of the past two years. Um, the walking, he's walking a lot more batters this year than he ever has before. So when you combine no strikeouts and a lot of walks, you're just going to give up runs because eventually people are going to hit the ball off of you. And it's either going to go over the fence or, they're going to get singles, and, and it could even be just like a bloop single, but if you're walking people, those bloop singles end up being detrimental. Um, yeah, he, he just doesn't show me anything right now that makes me believe he really has any future in Major League Baseball. Now, he's only 24, so like he's got time. But up to
0: this point, I haven't seen it. That's that's where I'm at, and I, I, right, everything right now, is small sample. So, to the to the date of this year, it's an overreaction. But again, three starts, only 11.1 innings in combined in those three starts, six strikeouts, eight walks. That's nowhere near success. And the fastball, he's just that's like the other thing about this too is he's losing velocity already. Like his fastball has dropped almost two miles an hour since he got caught up in Atlanta in 2018, and he's only 24 years old.
2: Yeah, there either something's off there or he's just really not a good pitcher.
0: I'm going to go with the latter. Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> he's not good, and something's wrong.
2: Either way, I don't care. I don't really want to watch much more of him.
0: Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I think he is probably one of the first to the bullpen because there's nothing intriguing about him that there's no real point to even... Like when Ronzi gets called up finally, uh, I think it's Well, As much as everyone wants to harp on JT Brubaker, I'd rather see him there because at least he has something. Even though he's destined for the bullpen one day and probably really good at it, at least he has something.
2: JT Brubaker at this point is not going to be a bullpen arm because they're going to burn the shit out of that arm. He's going to have nothing left by the time they put him there. Yeah. What do I care now?
0: Alright, so, so we transition to the offense then?
2: There was offense today.
0: Sands, Sands, Vogelbach. <laughs> Gamble, three for four. Quiet three hits today. I felt like he was just always on base, but there was nothing exciting of how he's got on base. But yeah, three hits today from him. Um Brian Reynolds <laughs> triple.
1: I will say this about Reynolds though, like he looks bad. Awful. <laughs> um and I, I it's just like he doesn't look comfortable. Like in something you can actually see it on your TV screen, watching him in the batter's box. Like, I don't know what it is, but like even he, he just looks weird up there. Like it's like, it's not even his normal stance. I don't know what it is. He seems like he's like more upright and it's the most uncomfortable I've ever seen him in a batter's box. And that includes his 2020 season. Like he at least looked comfortable. He wasn't happening, but he is just off right now. And yeah, I mean, we can talk about the triple. It was fun. It was exciting. It was cool. It was a heads up play, but like, he hit the ball like forty nine miles an hour. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not like he's back, you know, because of the triple.
0: Uh, right. I mean, if it was but the like Kevin he, Newman special of last year.
1: Yeah, like he he just does not look good. I don't know if he just needs a day off. Like if I were like, he's somebody who I'd probably give a day off to tomorrow. So he just doesn't look like himself. Like maybe even give him a couple of days off. It's but it, then we also been missing games on this entire roster, so who knows.
0: I was going to say, so that means Marisnik in center, Gamble in left. And Castillo has to have another day off, right? I will so say this Anthony so Josh Van Meter at
1: second. Probably getting called up soon.
0: Don't, don't, don't do it, Jim.
1: I mean, I don't even to hear to, about the home run he hit. You have to call it. Like, we need another outfielder. And it's like, who else
0: are you going to do? Do we? Yeah, we do. We do. But yes, Reynolds, I mean, he took that right down the middle today. That looked awful. There was another pitch. It wasn't right down the middle like that last at bat he had, but it was, I think, low middle, down the middle. It was it was is clearly a strike. Like you said though, he looks he looks awful. I wouldn't be opposed from a day off. I don't know. Maybe he could work through it. He did just have a day off on Sunday. Um and again, the lack of outfielders makes it a little more difficult.
2: <sighs> I'm I'm honestly I'm not too concerned. We're like less than fifteen games in. Reynolds has been a timing guy. When he struggled in 2020, it was mostly timing. He struggled with the outside pitch. It'll he'll be fine. Just let him work through it. Maybe don't throw a bunch of shit in his head. Just let him be Brian Reynolds. Cause he's a guy that's at his best whenever his swing is simple. He's there's nothing to fix there. Just let him work through it. So I don't want to mistake
1: me saying he looks terrible for like me being concerned. Because I'm I'm with you. Like I'm not worried about the long term effects of this on Brian Reynolds. Like I, I have full confidence that he's going to figure it out for himself and he's going to turn into the Brian Reynolds that we know and love. Um, but right now he looks real bad.
2: Oh yeah. He's swinging at awful pitches and he's letting
1: fastballs right down
2: the middle. Just go without a swing. Yeah. He looks a little lost in play, but I'm more of the camp of I'd let him work through it. Just let him see some more, get the timing back, get a little confidence. I think it'll be fine. The off day wouldn't probably hurt, but maybe don't couple that with an off day with Cabron Hayes as well on a Sunday. Yeah, but I think don't that's all Clash.
0: Said. I'm not worried in the sense of I'm worried about Brian Reynolds. It's just he doesn't look bad.
2: That's all. It's We all just gonna ignore my joke. Good good Lord. It wasn't good. Fuck you, Nardo. <laughs> I guess we've hit 12 a.m.
0: <laughs> um, and then I, I guess, like, yeah, the, the rest of the offense was bad. I mean, there's definitely Tommy Hitz, which got the Pirates into a lead. Vogelbach led the way. Park got a double. It is what it is. Tucker just looks awful. Chavis. Yeah, I was looking at Chavis again. Same thing. First strike he saw tonight, he swung at, except the one. He he took one strike today. Every at-bat, two balls, no swings. Next pitch, strike, swing, out. Next at-bat, first strike he saw, swung, that's it. The next one, two balls, strike, swung, hit, contact. And then his last at-bat, three pitches again. One, he, he did take a strike there. So the approach is just the same, like, He is swinging at every strike he sees, (laughs) making contact. Tonight was unfortunate went over four, though. So.
1: I think he found out his issue was his strikeout rate. So in order to fix that, he just (laughs) said, I'm not going to let a strike go by me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's that's what he's doing. I mean, honestly, it's kind of crazy.
0: It, it, It is. And it's it worked so far. I, I'm I'm intrigued to see how long this is going to go for because I, yeah, he's going to have he's going to have a zero strikeout rate for the year. He's never going to strike out in his life.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy.
0: Um, Hayes
1: today too uh, walked three times, and I think that just a lot of it had to do with the Cubs. Uh, you know, he was up to bat in a few a few situations, and the Cubs just didn't really want Hayes to beat them, so. They just put him on base. There were a few just non-competitive at bats that you know by the pitchers against Cabrani Hayes today, and you know until Yoshi shows that he can come through, um, teams are going to probably do that uh, with Yoshi's, was it Yoshi. was Yoshi batting behind Hayes, but he did come through it, uh, today. It was his first extra base hit of the of the entire year. So big, uh, big double, and that's what gave the Pirates the lead.
2: yeah i think we're getting to a point where we're going to have to figure something out with yoshi
1: so i will say this and I've, i just something that i've noticed with him the last few days is like he first off he's putting together really good plate appearances like night in and night out i, I mean if you look he he is getting on base like his on base percentage if you if you take his batting average his on base percentage is 120 points higher than his batting average right like the guy's getting on base, he's putting together good plate appearances, he's seeing a lot of pitches, but he's just not hitting the ball hard, he's not hitting extra base hits. Everything he's doing is opposite field too. Like he hasn't and I'm looking at his hit spray chart. Right. He has not had a single hit to right field this year. Like and so it's like Is he even trying to drive the ball right now? Or is he basically just i mean he's a slap hitter at this point he he is a slap hitter right now and that's not who the pirates need him to be
2: yeah yoshi didn't get signed to be a leadoff hitter no <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's funny <laughs> you say that because that's almost like where this is going because yoshi's walk rate is tremendously high which has always been good i mean that's the one thing we've talked about him you know it's like he's never had high average he's the, the power's there, right? He does walk. Like, you could see him being potentially a decent hitter and such. And, right, the walk rate right now is off the charts good. You know, it's 15.7%. He's not striking out a ton in that sense. But you're right. It, it's almost like maybe he needs to slide in to be that leadoff hitter. <laughs> and and Vogelbach goes in the Yoshi spot now, right? Because he's getting on base. Like, he's, he's walking a ton. He's got eight walks in the year, too. But he's not the Yoshi that you're hoping for, like you sign him for that one year, 4 million deal in hopes of what he came to the Pirates as at the end of last year is something he can be right. I mean, he was a power hitter. Maybe that can translate. And right now he's not that, which I'm liking the walks. Like I like his approach a little bit, but there's zero, there's zero power and you can't have that in your cleanup hitter.
1: I mean, he's just not pulling the ball at all. Like he's everything he's he's trying to hit the ball to left field, every single at bat, and again, that approach is fine for certain people, but that's not what he's here to do. Right.
2: Yeah, that, kinda that reminds right me
1: of like old school Josh Bell to the degree. Just not working out <laughs> yet. Or like Colin <laughs> Moran. Like Colin Moran would always do that crap.
2: Mm. Yeah, but Colin Moran didn't even have the power Yoshi does. Like Yoshi has shown, he puts balls over the wall. Colin Moran didn't have bat speed for that to catch up to the high fastball. Yoshi can. He's just kind of been the Yoshi that he was before he was a pirate. Which is not good.
0: Little concerns, but I'll definitely still be patient with him at this
2: point in time. Yeah, I have a choice. Well, I too. Well, I mean, you kind of do. I mean, Chavis is – say what you want about whether this will continue, but he's a hot bat right now. Yeah, I mean, you could absolutely play Chavis at first. If this – if this
1: Yoshi – if Yoshi continues to do this, yeah, I mean,
2: you, you slide Chavis in the first base. and And, and dear God, play Diego Castillo every now and then. There you go. Maybe move Josh Van Meter over the first. I don't know. Give him some my bats. I could use them. Never gets any. They have.
0: Oh, man. So, anyways. Yeah, I don't know. Any Anything else stand out we're going to talk about? What about Newman Strikeout today? Caught looking, though.
2: No, let's not do that. Okay. Yeah, he stinks.
0: Everyone wraps it up, then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, any last words?
2: Does Connor have anything to say?
0: Anyone, anyone in the chat, have a, a quick comment or question? <laughs> That's
1: twelve fifteen.
0: Jim, happy birthday.
1: Not my birthday anymore. Yeah. Jose Quintana revenge game tomorrow
0: by the way on whose part <laughs> he's going to take revenge <laughs> what's up
3: i don't know i don't really have anything to say awesome uh, appreciate that happy ball. happy birthday tyler
0: <laughs>
3: thank you i appreciate it yeah i i thought it was somebody else's birthday but uh, i don't know I not quite yeah, put my finger yeah. on it. Yeah, if it was someone else's birthday, they would probably be a dick, anyhow. True. The kind of person who can't walk through his house without getting winded. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can imagine being well, fat I mean, like I'm that. So, trying to get my steps in. I actually didn't watch most of the game today. I had to, I'm in a hotel, so I had to like pirate it. Uh, but, Will Crow looked great. Bryce Wilson looked not great. I'm kind of where you are on, on him. He's, he's just not good. There there isn't anything like intriguing about the stuff. He's just, he's just not good. Plain and simple. Um, Yeah. Rowan it's frustrating, but like, I really expected different this time. Like I, I feel kind of baited because like, it felt like he was just doing so well that they wouldn't. They wouldn't dare, right? Because it, just, we all know from watching it that, like, it's not something that makes sense or even could be sold on somebody who's been watching the games, unless you're just delusional. But they just did it anyway.
0: That's what irritates me. It's again, it's pretty bold. This culture,
3: it's kind of insulting to the intelligence of fans to tell us literally anything other than the exact truth. But of course they can't say the exact truth because then they'll get 50 union grievances up their butt.
0: Right. And like my thing too, is I've said, it's frustrating. It's not that I don't care about the fans. I'm not saying I don't care about the fans, but I don't care about the fans. And it's like, like, what I care about is the actual organization, these players, like that's what pisses me off. How can you tell me as a player you want to do this and then you don't do it, and you affect me and, and right. all these prospects that are coming up
3: and this organization see it because like that's the the problem with this is they is that they literally can't do this forever, like in two years or even just a year, like they they at some point they'll need people to contribute to the major league roster for real. Like, are they, is this right. the plan? Are they just going to keep doing this? It's I would certainly okay. hope not. I would certainly hope that this is just for the wave of guys that are coming in a little earlier than the rest. But I haven't seen anything to make me think otherwise. That's the problem. Also, yeah, um, it, it's I just want to say, as fans, there's literally no situation in which Super 2 comes up in which it is a pleasant conversation. I wish it was gone. I wish it was just not a thing. It is dumb, it's bad, and I hate it. Because every time we have to talk about something like that, it is literally always this. It is this exact conversation where it's just saddening and depressing and we get to complain about this team for the upteenth time. I can't disagree with any of that. (laughs) And that, that doesn't that's not even just a pirate thing. That's literally just a baseball thing. Right? Where it's why? Why do we have to have this conversation? Ever? Dumb. Just just dumb. The, I, I really only have one more thing to say, and it's that a lot more people showed up tonight for a win than they showed up for a loss. So I was there. I don't know where the rest of you were. What's
0: funny about that, too, is we decided to do the spaces and not the NS9 Live because we saw the way the game was going. And we're like, no one's going to come watch because no one's going to watch this game. And then it turned around. So <laughs> <You don't> we <know>. are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, we, were, we were just bumping in here i think yeah. that's the words that uh
3: ryan used Yep, yeah, but con appreciate the comments also um, um oh did we i don't think we mentioned the Ov. did we mention the Oviedo dfa at all like that yeah. specifically also kind of irked me is, is like why him like there were, it, it really feels like there were other people they could have, unless they were just absolutely one hundred percent certain. Because he has, even I know they were rehab starts, but he hasn't looked good. Like at any, like at any time since he has entered the system, he really hasn't looked good. I'm a believer in the stuff, like eye test wise. I think it looks pretty good, which is why it was a little upsetting to me when like it could have been. I don't know. Pull pull a name out of a bag, probably.
0: Well, that was the other half of it. Like, not only does you go down, but for Chase to come up and to just cut ties over the end. So, like, part of me just feels as if, you know, if they see him on a daily basis, right? They know a lot more than what we do. Right. They're probably just done with him. And so it is what it is. You know, I mean, if it might backfire in a few years, and we find out that was the wrong move, then, well, it was the wrong move. But yeah, I mean, it really is. To see that it's not there.
3: So and it is something to consider that like rule five draft picks really rarely ever are that guy right that is not a frequent thing like i know we talked about like in the offseason where it was just like oh the rule five draft pick being canceled is actually really good for the pirates and it was because the system is pretty loaded but like rule five draft picks even out of loaded systems aren't that guy between the crapshoot of of that and of just any prospect in general, and them also never being truly highly regarded guys. Yeah,
0: no, you're right. I mean, the I mean, who's the that big? Who's the best the example? And like, wasn't as
3: well as far as a player as a pl- like a player who worked out Rule Five, like the rare was it, was Arroyo a Rule Five? I seem to remember that for some reason. And even he was no. like professional. Who am I thinking of? Reverso oh, Clemente
1: is definitely the best Rule five pick of all. Oh five.
3: yeah, We're that's right. true. He but was then, a rule five. Uh, I mean,
2: so
1: wasn't I mean it was a real
2: rule five.
1: Jose Bautista was a roll five pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that, that was F- that F- ended F- up. Returned. But he was a roll five pick. Um but I mean really, well that's not right. really a good example Josh because it's Hamilton. not like Was he really? Josh Hamilton was, yeah, it's a yes. good call. Yeah, it's very few and far between, though.
3: Because even um, and Oviedo's like rehab start the other night. I tuned in because I saw Oviedo was pitching, and I was like, oh, because before the year, I was like pretty solidly convinced. After watching like the stuff, I was like, I think he's gonna have just just based on the stuff and like some lower level like double A, he's gonna overpower some like not very good hitters. Yeah. So. And that just wasn't, ha- I know it was a rehab start, but that just kind of wasn't happening for him where it was like, it, he looked really, really wild, just totally out of control of where it was going. So.
0: Well, Connor, appreciate it. Um yep. Another request. We'll get Amanda on here now too. See you guys around. Thanks a lot. Thanks Connor. What's up, Amanda?
2: Oh, hey! Just wanted to say hello, and I wanted to thank you guys for giving me something to listen to this late at night when my baby doesn't want to sleep.
0: you're supposed to put this on so your baby can go to sleep oh well she's start- she's getting there she was
2: that's what that's why that's why Jim's on the show. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't know that Jim was a baby. <laughs> no well she was she was so worked up and hyped from the pirates actually winning a game that she didn't know what to do with herself so we had to listen to you guys to calm her down a little bit
0: that'll
1: do
2: yeah 100%
0: of the time (laughs) that's our demographic
1: oh god yeah, hopefully you weren't listening. the The, the calm talk wasn't
2: really the Contreras talk. So hopefully, got it done. <laughs> I just hope we didn't teach your baby the F word. <laughs> I think she's already learned it, and I she she wants to a home opener, so she's already like in for a lifetime of disappointment. So we're
0: good.
3: Mm. Tyler, which one the curse word are calling Jim Pat?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you guys are the worst. <laughs> you wrong. but it's
2: the best, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I I just think about Bryce Wilson. I cackled during that whole exchange. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Can't help it; he's fat. <laughs> Good Lord, homeboys got to stay out of Nashville. Lay off the bush lattes.
0: Yeah, Nashville, Nashville will get you. Nashville will get you. It's all that white bread on their uh, their chicken. That's exactly what it is.
2: I'm sure it's the white bread, not the white
0: girl. Well, thanks, Amanda. Appreciate it. Of course, anytime. All right, guys. Well, I think we're gonna wrap this up here. So, um, Pirates play again tomorrow. I should probably know this now. Tyler, you want to help me out? It's a
2: day My game tomorrow. It all the way across. Uh, 2.20 so. p.m. Yeah. That's
0: it. Pirates play tomorrow 2.20 p.m. It's Quintana, supposedly it's a revenge game, and Drew Smiley, who just made the Pirates look silly last time out, who still has a zero ERA on the season. So Nice. It's
1: kind of interesting considering we could have had him for free.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of pictures we could have just had for free and chose not to. But sorry, we got Bryce Wilson. So, with that said, we'll wrap up. We're out of here. See you guys later. Bye bye.
2: Bye, guys. Peace out, Chris.